0: W-O-Z-O-L-P. Knoxville. The People's Radio. There we go. I'm here. All
1: right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're going to get this little break here. I'm here. Once again, I have made it uh, to the show. I'm going to do a little bit of microphone checking here. Oh, we've got the FM on even. All right. I got all the robot making set together. We're ready to go. That was General Strike. And the last two hours, this is, of course, your burnout, extra crusty, anarcho-DJ, Lord Fader. Boy, do I have some treats for you, both my dear listeners. (laughs) i got all sorts of new stuff. I've got Jill Scott's Black National Anthem uh, on repeat today. Something strange from TikTok. Uh, I have, of course, lately I've been doing...
2: uh, We are, we are, we are, W-O-C-L-L-P. Stop
1: trying to play me. Anyway, I also has uh, become one of, rapidly one of the most popular part of my programs uh this morning I ask uh, artificial intelligence as you all know I've been running through all these AI programs and you know it's like my oracle of delphi I'll play the AI and then I'll download one, and then, of course, it'll hit a paywall. Even though it says it's not going to, I'll sneak in like two or three questions. Then I'll hit another one. And I've probably gone through probably close to sort of 10 online AI programs. Ride Cream is a really interesting one, by the way, if you want to try. I mean, you get a free few, few hits. And what I found is I get more free hits from the app AI programs than I do from – sort of like the IBM program, Watson, and the rest. And I've even tried to storm the gates of heaven and get into the Lexus AI program to test. And what I found generally is that you can ask the same question of a bunch of AIs and then generally get an idea for their flexibility. I mean, at their very slowest, they are like awesome freaking Googles. But they're not all the same. And I've kind of gotten to the point where I've gotten pretty good at delineating the ones that are detailed. They're all fast so tonight, we're going to go through three questions. Uh, here, let's do them in order. My first question that we'll – I'm going to read the whole response to everything, but I'm going to give you all a taste of the goodness. Um, the first question is, how do oligarchs in a democracy convince the poor to support policies against their own class interest? And hopefully, it gave me a six-point answer to that one, so we're going to get into that. My second AI question – What did Marx mean when he wrote that capitalists will provide the means of their own destruction, and how do we see that in America today? So I'm starting to ease into compound questions. I'm finding that the more detail I put in questions, the better the result. And now that I'm like, ooh, compound questions. This is like one of my first one of those. And it gave me a good old list for that one. And then finally, my third question uh, for the AI program, what are the top 10 threats to continued control of the American oligarchs of society today? and uh hopefully the ai program kicked me up 10 of those so we're gonna go through it uh i got some strange music and then we'll just go from there once again you are listening to w o z o 103.9 LPFM. i'm your extra crusty anarcho dj lord fader and um this first song is just strange i found it on tiktok it doesn't have a title people's radio thank you for listening
3: oh we're right the right to keep and bear the arms that we'll need for the fight. And while we've clung to that amendment with all of our might, the rights have been withdrawn. The right to representative democracy is done. It is money that's selecting all the candidates who run. It is money buying policies that impact everyone. And we fell for the cause. Tyranny just overthrew you Your gun's no use cause they are true yeah. But you don't realize it too do do the truth is now long gone Passing laws that only benefit the rich They take our last resources with a clever bait and switch HMOs and banks and corporate CEOs that they enrich And that's what's going on most voters favor tighter regulations on the banks and taxes for the billionaires, but they just say no thanks. Cause that of course is socialism. You fill in the banks, but it's you they pray upon. Don't let party platform fool ya. Excuse us for a moment while we school ya. You can't let partisanship rule ya. Or the madness will go on and on and on and on. da
4: da 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 da
3: da da da
4: da 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 da
3: Privacy has gone. Devices are the spies for government surveillance. Those are now the ears and eyes. They use the corporate data. No subpoenas, no surprise. And still we don't catch on. You can now be fired for expressing what you think. Whether you're at work or doing dishes in your sink, your union cannot help you. They fell prey to double-think. They lost the marathon. You decide who's gonna rule ya. Look beyond the red and blue to find a way you can cut through the corruption that lives on you have no right to education if among the poor and if you try a life of debt, is what you have in store education is related to the years you are good for and those years are soon gone corporations freely do their business as monopolies they're poisoning the planet and they Just as they please, destroying every market while they spread like a disease as they keep marching along. No longer can we just stick to the party politics due to the fact that they are out to screw you and that you can count on. Count on. companies provided all the news in 84, now there's only six, is 44 less than it was before. A media consensus now exists for every war, and the wars go on and on. We can recover from this if we wake up and get smart. It's a long, slow process, but a step is where we start. Let's ignore the menu and start choosing a la carte till the party power is gone. We're the ones who hold the power this must be our finest hour we the ones we must empower so the truth goes marching
2: on and on and on
1: you might as well start learning the lyrics to that because it's going to get played a lot on this station we may even do some remixing of it i wish i could tell you what video that was from Uh, It's just something I found on the TikTok, and uh, you look under Robert Fisher, you might be able to dig it up, but we'll just keep playing it. I'll try to dig out the actual title and everything for it soon. Okay, Uh, let's see. I'm probably going to alternate song, um, blah, blah, song, blah, blah. Let's start with, um, well, I got a little bit of news right now. All this new construction turning uh, the what used to call be called the Strip into basically dark canyon land is now resulting in sediment going into Third Creek and threatening the river otters that are there. They're once again just using the creek as a mud pump. I've been wondering where all that dirt was coming from. But I can't get through the paywall right now that apparently has popped up on that news article. So instead, we're going to go to my first AI question. How do oligarchs in a democracy convince the poor to support policies against their own class interest? Quote Oligarchs in a democracy can employ various strategies to convince the poor to support policies that may contradict their own class interest. Here are some common approaches one, manipulating the media oligarchs often own or have influence over media organizations allowing them to shape public discourse in favor of their own interest they can use this control to create narratives that misrepresent policies downplay the negative effects on the poor or distract attention away from the issues that directly affect the lower classes excuse me for a second fox news (laughs) fox news hate radio (laughs) sorry i had to clear my throat there for a minute two Promoting fear and division. Oligarchs may exploit existing social divisions, such as race, religion, or political affiliations, to create a sense of fear of hostility among the poor. By diverting attention towards unrelated issues, they can prevent the poor from recognizing common class interest and instead focus on perceived threats from other groups. 3. Funding political campaigns oligarchs often have substantial financial resources, allowing them to fund political campaigns and influence the political system. By financially backing politicians who support policies against the interest of the poor, they can ensure their own influence within the political landscape and shape legislative decisions that go against the poor. Thankfully for for them, the Supreme Court has said, money is speech, baby. And corporations are people too. 4. Co-opting and controlling opposition Oligarchs may attempt to co op or control organizations that claim to represent the interest of the poor, such as labor unions or grassroots movements. By providing financial support or infiltrating leadership positions, they can steer these organizations towards policies that align with their own interest while maintaining the illusion of representing the poor. 5. Promising economic benefits. Oligarchs can provide short-term economic incentives or the promises of job creation to convince the poor that supporting their policies will eventually benefit them. Trickle-down economics, voodoo economics. This can temporarily sway public opinion, especially if the poor are in immediate need of economic assistance, disregarding the long-term negative consequences that may arise. 6. Disseminating Misinformation by spreading false information or propaganda through various communication channels, oligarchs Facebook <coughs> sorry, oligarchs can shape public opinion and deceive the poor about the potential impacts of policies. This misinformation can distort the understanding of class interest and convince the poor to support policies that ultimately harm them. And uh, it is important to note that individuals and communities have varying levels of political awareness and susceptibility to different manipulation techniques. Not all members of the poor class will necessarily support policies against their own interest, as there's always individuals who recognize and actively resist such attempts. And again, this was a question, my question to the AI, artificial intelligence today was, how do the oligarchs in a democracy convince the poor to support policies against their own class interest? And I have run into some walls running around on the AI but it's still kind of an open frontier and you get some decent answers out of it. But like if you try to ask it just straight up a legal question like how do I be a DUI or something, they won't answer them because of the lawyers. They're just making sure that you know, you pay for that kind of – and da- probably for medical questions as well. But you can get around those walls if you phrase the questions particularly enough. And don't just make them sort of bra where you trick the uh, trigger the algorithm for like medical or lawyer stuff anyway I got two more AI questions but this next song is if I can get it this is Jill Scott's black national anthem people's radio let's see how this does okay
5: and here we go
2: watch be watching watch you watch you do
6: Years old. And if
7: anybody ever wondered, how come she don't sing at the Philips game? At the Philips game? Because I'm a singer. Yeah. Want to spare me over till another year. 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 Til another year. Ooh, you sing summer? to spare me over till another year well what is this that i can't see with ice cold hands taking hold of me well i am dead none can excel i open the door to heaven or hell
3: everybody's looking trying to find a way out See them seeing every day what this world's all about You're realizing that it's hard, you're trying to pick the right path There's poor people, poor streets inside the neighborhood mass Bearing scars of the past, they keep trying to escape Destiny within their eyes, these are the tears of our fate All these numbers of our lives that we keep trying to equate They got us living every day, we're in search of that gate, pray
7: Oh death, oh death Won't you spare me over till another year? Someone would pray, won't you come and call me another day? The children prayed, the creature preached, time and mercy is out of your-
2: lo and behold the pale horse and the rider who decides the fate of one who made a failed choice with a tail off behind it the trails off in the fire that sparked. those who don't know they're stuck on a stale course yeah we all face death when it comes to take your breath usually without knowing how many days are left some raise their chest others cower when it comes whether you're living in the towers or down in the slums
7: oh death won't you spare me over till another I'll Fix your feet till you can't walk I'll lock your jaw till you can't talk I'll close your eyes till you can't see This very hour come and go with me
3: Praying heavens coming, praying it doesn't come late This is for real man, it's how I push through my pain When ass is always fall and death's rain It's cold outside, death look me in my eyes Hold through these plans man, we gotta be wise Hold through together and they were eyes. I'm saying peace for all my people that can see through the lies. Mkenda la la Brisa running up her thighs while well, she's singing.
7: Oh, hope death, oh, hope death. Won't despair spare me over to the new day? am doth I come to take the soul? To leave the body and leave it cold? Throw up the fish off of the frame. Dirt and worm both have.
2: Take a moment to reflect on Think of all the things in your life that you slept on Or slip through your fingers like teflon Cause you lost your focus steady thinking about the next join Saying that the next dawn you make things better But you didn't get a chance To make your reparations Better make some preparations But if you're not ready yet Death comes for all of us my friends So you better get Oh, oh
7: death oh, oh death Won't you spare me another W-O-Z-O.
1: That is Gangsta Grass, O Death Feet with Brandy Hart, Liquid and Our Sun. You are listening to WOZO 103.9 LPFM. For some reason, blowing another hole right through a perfectly good Friday evening. Uh, blah 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 so my last ai question was how do oligarchs in a democracy convince the poor to support policies against their own class interest next ai question that i asked today oh you're gonna love this dear listeners you're gonna love this kick back get your beverage up the question was what did marx mean when he wrote the capitalist would provide the means of their own destruction compound question how do we see that in america today here we go buckle down When Karl Marx wrote that the capitalists would provide the means of their own destruction, he was referring to the inherent contradiction and flaws within the capitalist system that would eventually lead to its downfall. He argued that capitalism's pursuit of profits, competition, and exploitation of labor would create socioeconomic inequalities and class struggles that would ultimately bring about its demise. In America today, Some argue that we can see the manifestation of these contradictions and elements of self-destruction in various ways. 1. Income inequality. America has one of the highest levels of income inequality among developed nations. The concentration of wealth and widening wealth gap is seen by some as an example of the inherent inequality within the capitalist system, highlighting the potential for social unrest and class conflicts. 2. Exploitation of labor. Critics argue that the capitalist system in America relies on the exploitation of workers to maximize profits. Issues such as low wages, inadequate labor rights, and lack of social security are seen as examples of how capitalism can lead to the alienation and exploitation of workers. Three, Financial Crisis The 2008 financial crisis, often attributed to the excesses of capitalism and deregulation, demonstrated the risk and instability inherent in the system. Some argue that this crisis exposed the contradiction and flaws in the capitalist model, further undermining its credibility. 4. Political Influence of Corporations The influence of corporations and money in American politics is often criticized as an illustration of how capitalism can lead to the concentration of power in the hands of a few wealthy individuals or corporations, potentially undermining the democratic process. I think we could stop saying uh, the uh, potential there. And that was my second AI question today. It was, what did Marx mean when he wrote that capitalism would provide the means of their own destruction? And we see that in America today. And Marx, of course, lifted heavily from Aristotle, and a lot of what he wrote was actually – he was assigned to write it for a committee, and these ideas had come up from hundreds, if not thousands, of commies that had gotten together. And I – you know, this is an anarchist show. Marx was a genius in his analysis of history and the economic system, but his solution of centralizing all the power on, the, on a worker's hands – I'm sorry, in the state's hands on the way to a worker's paradise is what the anarchists pointed to and said, nah, that's, not, that's going to be part of the problem. Which, of course, in Russia, got them shot in the back of the head. Anyway, you're listening to People's Radio, WOZO 103.9 LPFM. I'm going to play, oh, there was one song that I really wanted to play, and it is, oh, here we go. The classic, you all know the lyrics to this song. Roll down your windows, sing it as loud as you can. This is, of course, Failed State by David Robix.
6: Jobs and living in a tent when a house costs a million bucks and you can't pay the rent when politicians say they'll help but it keeps getting worse each time the landlord lobby pulls the strings of the purse when the human right to housing isn't even part of the debate you know you're living in a failed state
1: sing along you know the lyrics you know the chorus
6: are spending half their lives locked up in a prison for trying to survive when laws must be broken just to have a place to stay when the prisons pay the senators to look the other way if you have to be a criminal to put food upon your plate you know you're living in a failed
8: state, state.
7: See
6: are all on fire when half the country's underwater when a climate change denier runs the nation and the opposition party votes for oil rigs and pipelines this is not so much a country as it is a corporation buckling under its weight you know you're living in a failed state they are facing daily blowback, and the only thing your leaders can think to do is attack. Bipartisan consensus that we need to spend $700 billion before the year's end. On a military budget to make America great, you know you're living in a failed state. Every day some cycle with a gun Has to open fire on a crowd before it's done When a music festival becomes a free fire zone And all they can say is it's okay Now he was acting alone Buy some armor, pray to God And hide behind a gate You know you're living in a failed state You know
8: you're living in a failed
1: state the most requested you know, song you're living on the People's know, Radio, five years running. That is David Rovix from Ballad of a Wobbly, a dear friend of mine and a hero of the revolution. For all you look up David Rovix on YouTube, you're going to find an ocean of music, movement music. All right, I've gotten a lot of calls, and I'm a little hesitant to play this. You know, I don't like to play like really popular things that are on all the other radio stations. And I know it's like, it seems like no matter where you put the dial, you hear this, but I think it's worth playing. This is Carl Jung, Ending Your Inner Civil
0: War, read by Alan Watts. I want to read a passage from one of his lectures, which I think is one of the greatest things he ever wrote and which has been a very marvelous thing for me. It was in a lecture delivered to a group of clergy in Switzerland a considerable number of years ago, and he writes as follows. People forget that even doctors have moral scruples, and that certain patients' confessions are hard even for a doctor to swallow. Yet the patient does not feel himself accepted unless the very worst in him is accepted too. No one can bring this about by mere words. It comes only through reflection and through the doctor's attitude towards himself and his own dark side. If the doctor wants to guide another or even accompany him a step of the way, he must feel with that person's psyche. He never feels it when he passes judgment. Whether he puts his judgments into words or keeps them to himself makes not the slightest difference. To take the opposite position and to agree with the patient offhand is also of no use. Feeling comes only through unprejudiced objectivity. This sounds almost like a scientific precept, and it could be confused with a purely intellectual, abstract attitude of mind. But what I mean is something quite different. It is a human quality, a kind of deep respect for the facts, for the man who suffers from them, and for the riddle of such a man's life. The truly religious person has this attitude. He knows that God has brought all sorts of strange and inconceivable things to pass and seeks in the most curious ways to enter a man's heart. He therefore senses in everything the unseen presence of the divine will. This is what I mean by unprejudiced objectivity. It is a moral achievement on the part of the doctor, who ought not to let himself be repelled by sickness and corruption. We cannot change anything unless we accept it. Condemnation does not liberate, it oppresses. Uh, I am the oppressor of the person I condemn, not his friend and fellow sufferer. I do not in the least mean to say that we must never pass judgment when we desire to help and improve. But if the doctor wishes to help a human being, he must be able to accept him as he is, and he can do this in reality only when he has already seen and accepted himself as he is. Perhaps this sounds very simple, but simple things are always the most difficult. In actual life, it requires the greatest art to be simple, and so acceptance of oneself is the essence of the moral problem and the acid test of one's whole outlook on life. That I feed the beggar, that I forgive an insult, that I love my enemy in the name of Christ, all these are undoubtedly great virtues. What I do unto the least of my brethren, that I do unto Christ. But what if I should discover that the least amongst them all, the poorest of all beggars, the most impudent of all offenders, yea, the very fiend himself, that these are within me, and that I myself stand in need of the arms of my own kindness, that I myself am the enemy who must be loved, what then? Then, as a rule, the whole truth of Christianity is reversed. There is then no more talk of love and long-suffering. We say to the brother within us, Raka, and condemn and rage against ourselves. We hide him from the world. We deny ever having met this least among the lowly in ourselves, and had it been God himself who drew near to us in this despicable form, we should have denied him a thousand times before a single cock had crowed. Healing may be called, Jung says, a religious problem. In the sphere of social or national relations, the state of suffering may be civil war, and this state is to be cured by the Christian virtue of forgiveness and love of one's enemies. That which we recommend with the conviction of good Christians as applicable to external situations, we must also apply inwardly in the treatment of neurosis. This is why modern man has heard enough about guilt and sin. He is sorely beset by his own bad conscience and wants rather to know how he is to reconcile himself with his own nature, how he is to love the enemy in his own heart and call the wolf his brother. The modern man does not want to know in what way he can imitate Christ, but in what way he can live his own individual life however meagre and uninteresting it may be. It is because every form of imitation seems to him deadening and sterile that he rebels against the force of tradition that would hold him to well-trodden ways. All such roads for him lead in the wrong direction. He may not know it, but he behaves as if his own individual life were God's special will which must be fulfilled at all costs. This is the source of his egoism which is one of the most tangible evils of the neurotic state. But the person who tells him he is too egoistic has already lost his confidence, and rightly so, for that person has driven him still further into his neurosis. If I wish to effect a cure for my patients, I am forced to acknowledge the deep significance of their egoism, I should be blind indeed if I did not recognize it as a true will of God. I must even help the patient to prevail in his egoism. If he succeeds in this, he estranges himself from other people. He drives them away, and they come to themselves as they should, for they were seeking to rob him of his sacred egoism. This must be left to him, for it is his strongest and healthiest power. It is, as I have said, a true will of God which sometimes drives him into complete isolation. However wretched this state may be, it also stands him in good stead. For in this way alone can he get to know himself and learn what an invaluable treasure is the love of his fellow beings. It is, moreover, only in the state of complete abandonment and loneliness that we experience the helpful powers of our own natures. When one has several times seen this development at work, one can no longer deny that what was evil has turned to good and that what seemed good has kept alive the forces of evil. The archdemon of egoism leads us along the royal road to that ingathering which religious experience demands. What we observe here is a fundamental law of life, enantiodromia, or conversion into the opposite and it is this that makes possible the reunion of the warring halves of the personality and thereby brings the civil war to an end.
4: Propaganda. Many use the word when talking about countries like North Korea, Kazakhstan, Iran. authoritarian through the lens of the Western media. Press freedom. Freedom of thought. People use those terms when talking about countries like the United States, France, Australia, democracies. In 1988, Noam Chomsky co-authored a book with Edward Herman called Manufacturing Consent. It blasted apart the notion that media acts as a check on political power. That media inform the public, serve the public, so that we can better engage in the political process. In fact, media manufacture our consent. They tell us what those in power need them to tell us so we can fall in line. Democracy is staged with the help of media that work as propaganda machines. Media operate through five filters. The first has to do with ownership. Mass media firms are big corporations. Often they're part of even bigger conglomerates. Their are endgame profits. And so it's in their interests to push for whatever guarantees that profit critical journalism takes second place to the needs and interests of the corporation the second filter exposes the real role of advertising media costs a lot more than consumers will ever pay So who fills the gap? Advertisers. And what are the advertisers paying for? Audiences. And so it isn't so much that the media are selling you a product, their output. They're also selling advertisers a product, you. the establishment manage the media? That's the third filter. Journalism cannot be a check on power because the very system encourages complicity. Governments, corporations, big institutions know how to play the media game. They know how to influence the news narrative. They feed media scoops, official accounts, interviews with the experts. They make themselves crucial to the process of journalism. So those in power and those who report on them are in bed with each other. If you want to challenge power, you'll be pushed to the margins. Your name won't be down. You won't be getting in. You've lost your access. You've lost the story. When the media, journalists, whistleblowers, sources, stray away from the consensus, they get flat. That's the fourth filter. When the story is inconvenient for the powers that be, you'll see the flat machine in action, discrediting sources, trashing stories, and diverting the conversation. Ah. To manufacture consent, you need an enemy, That common enemy is the fifth filter, communism, terrorists, immigrants, a common enemy. A boogeyman to fear helps corral public opinion. Five filters, one big media theory. Consent is being manufactured all around you, all the time.
8: There's a great and a bloody fight round this whole world tonight In the battle the bombs and shrapnel rain Hitler told the world around he would tear our union down But our union's gonna break them slavery chains And our union's gonna break them slavery chains I walked up on a mountain in the middle of the sky Could see every farm and every town I could see all the people in this whole wide world That's a union that'll tear the fascists down, down, down That's a union that'll tear the fascists down When I think of the men and the ships going down While the Russians fight on across the Don There's London in ruins and Paris in chains. Good people, what are we waiting on? Good people, what are we waiting on? So I thank the Soviets and the mighty Chinese vets, the allies, the whole wide world around. To the battling British thanks, you can have ten million yanks if it takes them to tear the fascists down, down, down. If it takes them to tear the fascists down. But when I think of the ships and the men going down and the Russians fight on across the Don, There's London in ruins and Paris in chains. Good people, what are we waiting on? Good people, what are we waiting on? So I thank the Soviets and the mighty Chinese vets, the Allies, the whole wide world around. To the battling British, thanks, you can have ten million yanks. If it takes them to tear the fascists down, down, down. If it takes them to tear the fascists down.
2: Emigrania emigrada, emigrania emigrada, emigrania We're coming rougher every time we come Us. Our destinies is every day Like deleted scenes from Kafka Flash down the bureaucratic frame But if you give me the invitation To hear the bells of freedom Chim to hell with your double standard We're coming Common rubber every time True stories, true stories that can be denied It's more than true, it actually happened It's more than true, it actually happened It's more than true, it actually happened We're coming rubber every time Rubber every time We're coming rubber
1: W-O-Z-O-103.9 LPFM That song goes out to all my immigrants out there The first targets of every tin horn, tin-hatted dictator in history They always go after the immigrants first It's kind of a um, like canaries in the coal mine It's a symptom of the fascist disease And we can see who's singing it the loudest Alright, let's get to the third and final AI question of the day what are the top 10 threats to continued control by the American oligarchs in society today? That was the question. While the concept of American oligarchy is often debated, here are 10 potential threats that could challenge the continued control of those with significant wealth and influence in society. 1. Rising populism, the growing resentment towards the elites, and cause for equitable wealth distribution may threaten the influence of the oligarchs. 2. Erosion of public trust public disillusionment, loss of faith in institutions, and increasing skepticism can undermine the power of the oligarchs. Three, political reforms. Enactment of campaign finance reform, lobbying regulations, and anti-corruption measures could restrict the oligarchs' ability to control the political process. Four, Shifts in public opinion. Changing societal values and norms might lead to a decline in support for policies that favor the interest of the oligarchs. 5. Technological disruptions. Advancements in automation, artificial intelligence, and other technologies could disrupt the industries and wealth distribution systems potentially challenging the oligarchs' control. 6. Socioeconomic inequality Continued soaring wealth inequality may lead to social unrest, demanding reforms that could challenge the oligarch's influence. 7. Activism and social movements Grassroots movements like Occupy Wall Street or Black Lives Matter could organize and demand systemic changes that weaken the oligarch's grip. 8. International changes Geopolitical shifts or global economic rearrangements might alter power dynamics and disrupt oligarchs' control on a larger scale. 9. Generational changes. Shifting demographics and changing priorities among younger generations may challenge the oligarchy's dominance. 10. Environmental concerns. Growing awareness and urgency surrounding climate change and environmental issues may lead to demands for strict regulations and change in business practices, potentially undermining the oligarch's influence. Number 10, you know, and the thing is these AIs and their algorithms, but climate change is just like not even being argued among the artificial intelligence. Maybe in my next series of questions, I will ask a series about it. Once again, uh, this is sort of a new part of my show. I've been reading uh, asking artificial intelligence Uh, programs three different questions tonight was how do oligarchs in democracy convince the poor to support policies against their own class interest the second question is was what did marx mean when he wrote that capitalists would provide the means of their own destruction and how do we see that in america today and then finally uh, the final ai question for the night was what are the top 10 threats to the continued control of America by oligarchs and society. Anyway, this is the People's Radio. Um, Interesting note, we've decided to provide cluster munitions to... Uh, The Ukraine, which is just a bloody frickin' tax subsidy to the military-industrial complex. That Noam Chomsky uh, manufacturing consent got me fired up. Because, yeah, all the news media is basically just beating different versions of the war drums. And, of course, the solution is we've got to dump all of our excess weaponry on the Ukraine and money, which coincidentally benefits the military-industrial complex that, that hippie General Eisenhower warned us about. And so that's the solution to conflict now. Dump all the weapons and guns and means of killing fellow primates from all the different countries into the area, and then it's going to get better. Then it's going to get better. When in history has that ever worked? I mean, in Afghanistan, sure, it bled the Russians white, but then suddenly we ended up in Afghanistan. Wow, how did that happen? And of course, 9-11 and the Twin Towers. I mean, the thing is about these cluster munitions is they are a war crime. They may not break the Geneva Convention by some lawyer's definition, but they are indiscriminate weapons. It's basically dumping hundreds of explosives all over the land. One of the things about the Knoxville Downtown Library, here's a pro tip, is at one time they had a librarian who was just a fanatic about alternative film festivals and built up a massive collection, actually one of the largest collections of alternative international and international award-winning films I've, I've ever seen anywhere. I mean, I guess you could find something like it online, but it's impressive. And I watched these uh, this film about – uh, children who were gathering some cluster munitions that had been dropped, and they all were missing limbs. And getting what happened was at one time the United Nations was paying people bounties for mines and for munitions like this, and people would use like forty or fifty kids to harvest it. I just can't believe my country is descended into such barbaric degeneracy. Of course, you know what we pump into the area as many weapons as we possibly can because it's making them oligarchs filthy rich. And it's not going to resolve anything. It's going to increase the body count. And it's happening where there's not only nuclear weapons, but also power plants. And nobody can point as to the exit strategy on this because this is not Afghanistan. And all it seems to be doing is spiraling further and further out of control and the so-called you know, even with a democratic president they're all cheering dumping more and more weapons in the situation that's just going to get more people killed for more corporations like lockheed martin marietta so they can just make more money A special
4: batch of weapons sent to the battlefield, the decision already met with pushback. Our D.C. Bureau Chief Ben Kennedy is live in Washington with more for us. Ben.
9: Nicole Louis, we're talking about cluster munitions which are banned in more than 100 countries, including Germany and even Western allies, because of the threat they pose to civilians. Good afternoon, everybody. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan behind the podium Friday. It's there he announced the Biden administration will provide controversial cluster munitions to Ukraine in an effort to push back Russian forces entrenched along the front lines. Ukraine has been requesting cluster munitions in order to defend its own sovereign territory. The cluster munitions that we would provide have done raids
3: in order to defend its own sovereign territory, the cluster munitions that we would provide have gut rates far below what Russia is doing.
9: It's part of a new 800 million military aid package to help Ukrainian troops recapture territory seized by Russia. President Zelensky said the equipment will help his soldiers to move faster to save more lives to stand our ground for a longer time. But this move comes amid concerns from human rights groups opposed to the use of cluster munitions, highly lethal weapons that break apart midair and scatter bomblets over a large area, as unexploded pieces can be picked up by civilians, causing injury or even death.
3: We recognize that cluster munitions create a risk of civilian harm from unexploded ordnance. This is why we deferred defer the decision for as long as we
9: could. And the White House also confirmed a possible prisoner exchange for American journalists. Its groups recaptured captured. provide help. Then, its own sovereign territory in order to defend pushback Russian forces entrenched along the front lines. Ukraine has been requesting cluster munitions in order to defend its own sovereign territory. The cluster
3: munitions that we would provide have dud rates far below what Russia
9: is. part of a new 800 million military aid package to help Ukrainian troops recapture territory seized by Russia. President Zelensky said the equipment will help it to Ukraine in an average of three-packed Russian forces and French along the lines. Ukraine has been requesting cluster munitions in order to defend its own sovereign territory. The cluster munitions that we would provide have dud rates far below what Russia is. Part of a new eight hundred million military aid package to help Ukrainian troops. Part of a new eight hundred million military aid. Part of a new eight hundred million. Part of a new, 800, of a new eight hundred part of a new Part of a new part of a part of the Part of a new eight hundred million military aid package to help Ukrainian troops. Recapture territory seized by Russian Ukrainian troops. Recapture territory seized hey everybody. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan behind the podium Friday. He, and even Western allies because of the threat they pose to civilians. Good afternoon, everybody. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan behind the podium Friday with more for us. Ben. Well, we we're talking about cluster munitions which are banned in more than 100 countries, including Germany. So we were talking about cluster munitions, we but we, 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 we were talking about, we were talking about, we were talking, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, about, we were talking about, we were talking about about cluster munitions which are banned in more than 100 countries, including Germany, and even Western allies, because of the threat they pose to civilians. We're talking about cluster munitions which are banned in more than 100 countries, including Germany, and even Western allies, because of the threat they pose to civilians. Good afternoon, everybody. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan behind the podium Friday. It's there, he announced the Biden administration...
3: We are W O Z O L P Knoxville one hundred three point nine FM. General
5: has admitted there is a difference between allies on whether to use cluster weapons in Ukraine. It follows reports that Washington is expected to announce a new weapons package for Kiev, which controversial. Well, cluster munitions normally release large numbers of smaller bombers that can kill over a wide area, increasing the risk to civilians. Bomblets that fail to explode can pose a danger for years after the conflict ends. For that reason, they're banned by 120 countries worldwide. Germany's foreign minister, though, already today has said her country opposes the use of cluster munitions in Ukraine. And Human Rights Watch says both Russian and Ukrainian forces have used cluster munitions, killing civilians as well as opposing troops in this Conflict. Well, let's go straight to Washington and straight to our correspondent Nomia Iqbal. And Nomiya, what are you hearing about any possible announcement?
10: Yeah, we are expecting that announcement at some point this afternoon by the...
5: ...tensions within the wider coalition. But uh, tell me more about the tensions uh, domestically as well, because uh, there are Democrats who are against the use of cluster musicians. Where, where do Republicans stand on this as well?
10: There are because, you know, as you mentioned there, Human Rights Watch have come out to say that, you know, these pose a huge risk to civilians. Um, you know, the Clista Munition Coalition, for example, an activist troop group trying to get the weapons banned everywhere. And they're still dormant in places like Vietnam, for example. So you have members of the Democratic Party who are against them as well. Uh, there are, you know, Republicans generally have uh, more or less backed President Biden so far. as a rare moment of bipartisanship in washington in providing ukraine on what it needs there are some concerns around yes of course you know sending these munitions in the same way that others are voicing concerns but we're still waiting for that confirmation yet there's just something widely reported here in the u.s that it is going to happen but we're, we're still waiting for the pentagon to confirm that they are indeed going to send uh, these custom munitions to ukraine remember ukraine's been asking them since last year
5: And I suppose, given what you said earlier, we will hear within the announcement uh, how soon they can be sent because, uh, as you're saying, if there are large stockpiles, presumably that means they're more or less good to go because there's been so much frustration over the months uh, from the Ukrainian side about announcements from the West, but then quite how long it takes to actually get into the theatre.
10: Well, in order to use them, they need to be launched by artillery weapons. So you can either launch them by air or by ground, but the Ukrainians will launch them with the...